And welcome to episode 173 of Nobody Special. In this episode, we talk about does prayer change God's mind? The Gospel Outpost presents Nobody Special. Hey everyone, welcome to Nobody Special, to Nobody's talking about the somebody who matters. I'm Danny, your host and general specialist of Nobody Special. And I'm Caleb, you're the host of Nobody Special. This is a podcast where two generations of people talk about God, pop culture, politics, and everything in between, while not taking any of it too seriously. Hi Caleb, how you doing? I'm good. Caleb, the Met Gala was a few days ago, and mm-hmm. every time it happens, I'm, I have the same question, and it's never been answered yet. Okay, what is it? Oh, how'd you know the question? Oh. <laughs> what? What is this? What am I looking at? Why? Why, are we, why am I looking at it? I just learned that this was a thing like a day ago. Mm-hmm. Literally. But like... I've never heard of it. What is it? Like yeah, what? It, I'm, like, yeah, I'm confused. So from... The thing I can tell, it's an art and fashion show. Where the idea is to come dressed up as people from the capital in the Hunger Games. I mean, right, it's not right. like that's, they don't say that. It feels like a, like an early Halloween celebration, you know, for rich people. Uh, uh, <laughs> uh, but like, what is it? What, what am I, what am I looking at here, homie? Um, so in, I don't really know what happens at it either. Like, do they just walk around and just like chill or something? There's a guy that's wearing a Captain Crunch blanket. Yeah, the Captain Crunch blanket, I have to say, is one of my favorites. Yeah, um, but, out of all of them, yeah. But it's a high kind of fashion thing that the social top-tier people go to. Uh, it's I, I think it's $30,000 a ticket, and you have to be invited. So mm-hmm. I need to get to a point of saying, I invite you to hang out with me, now pay me to do it. Yeah. It's both exclusive and and expensive and i'm yeah. like how do i can i it's a great way to have no friends can, apparently it's not but all your friends have to be incredibly shallow yes uh, so um the more i've gone through these pictures the more i've thought someone made the comparison to it's the capital from hunger games telling all the peasants how they need to live their life and i'm like Oh my gosh, that is a hundred percent what's going on right now. So, most notable is the dress that got the most attention goes to Alexandria Ocasio Cortez, who wore a dress that said "Tax the Rich" on it. It kind of looks like Chick Fil A too, if I'm being honest. Oh yeah, yeah. Someone made that comparison almost immediately, and it's fantastic. Yeah, tax. Tax tax the rich at an event. Again, just want to bring some context to the whole situation. Tax the rich at an event where the tickets cost Mm $30,000 in a custom designer dress. Mm -hmm. uh, And her shoes, someone pointed out her shoes were like $5,000. Yeah. I have a pair of Vans I got on sale for $50. Yeah. Amen. It's my life. And that's the weird part is that under most plans, I'm considered rich. And granted, I mean, like, I'm very blessed by that. Like, I'm right. incredibly blessed. I'm I'm not in, in poverty or anything else. I'm not yeah. trying to belittle that at all. Um, but go with me on this. Mm-hmm. 
the first people in her plan to tax the rich. would say would be the attendees of the Met Gala like the attendees of the Met Gala so yeah uh, and there's been a lot of criticism of just um, this is point case in point all the socialistic policies is one person benefits while everyone else gets taxed into oblivion um, and that's been yeah, it's it's been really it's been really interesting just watching the internet react to the Met Gala this year mm-hmm. uh, because we're all tired of staying home and this seemed to be just the final push of like we're really tired of staying. Home. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> tax the rich, get the jab, do the things. Also, we're gonna go out and party. Yeah. So. Yeah, it's pretty classic Met Gala. But how, like the um, the it's Captain Crunch, right? It is Captain definitely Captain Crunch. Crunch. I mean, what else would it be? Yeah, there it is. ASAP Rockies. Yeah, I don't know who that is. Um, he wore it's it's a blanket, right? That's I mean, a at blanket. least he's comfortable, you know. Dude, I get it, but like, yeah, why does this man look like Captain Crunch? Um. <laughs> It does look comfortable, though. Like, I got to hand it to him. He's just like, I want to be wrapped in a blanket. Can we do that? Can we? I just want to, I just want to do that. So, um, I don't know. I kind of appreciate that one. But overall, Candy Crush, that's a good comparison. What is, yeah, Candy Crush. Um, What is, do you, do you know anything about the Met Gala? No. Like I said, I literally just learned about this, uh. The other day, I've I heard that it was a charity event. Mm-hmm. Which to raise money for starving celebrities. <laughs> Gosh, what's the uh, the Met Gala? This is from BBC.com. The Met Gala is the fashion industry's equivalent of the Oscars and sees designers, models, and Hollywood stars gather together to compete for media coverage. BBC saying the quiet part out loud right there. <laughs> But uh, the event raises money the for Oscars. the Costume Institute. The Costume Institute. So I was right. It's an early Halloween. They raise money for themselves. It's a fundraiser for costumes. Here's the deal. I think fashion. It, sure. Okay. So fashion. I get some of it as artistic expression. Mm-hmm. Right. Also. Have you have you seen Corolla Deville? Not yet. It's it's good, and it it, mm-hmm. it has a lot of like fashion things like because it takes right. place in the fashion industry, and it's like right. But she's kind of epic at it, right? But it's a fight for attention, is what it is. Yeah, yeah. Basically, it's a fight for attention, and in a lot of fashion, they're like it's art. I'm like, no, it's dumb. Well, I'm sorry. Do it's you, art you where know. you present yourself in the middle of it. It's like a it's like an artist like standing in front of their painting. But it's fashion. So I have it in my head is for fashion you're supposed to like um get things that you would buy or kind of promote as hey this is the next trend mm-hmm. in fashion. But like cuz I'm not going to wear the Captain Crunch blanket. In in art That's not true. If the price is right, I will absolutely wear the Captain <laughs> yeah. Crunch blanket. And like every other form of art 
like has something of value to the person experiencing the art. Whether you're watching a movie, mm-hmm. whether you're looking at a painting, mm-hmm. you can. But like fashion is like, oh look, it's just a but, person wearing something. But and you may be the wrong person for me to say this to. Do you know that point in art where it just becomes self-aggrandizing a bullcrap? <laughs> like for where, sure, where she's like, oh, I'm sorry, but you just don't understand my art. I'm mm-hmm. like, mm, no, your art just sucks. Which like five percent of people are actually right when they say that. Which are like people like Van Gogh. Right. Mm-hmm. That's a lot of what right. he dealt with. But like very rarely is that person actually mm-hmm. right. <laughs> right. Like, no, you're just but actually kind of bad. Yeah, man. you're just kind of a jerk, you know. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm I'm making an artistic statement. No, so is Twitter, but like you're not <laughs> you are the art equivalent of Twitter is what I want to say to people like I'm protesting this. I'm like no one is on the other side of that argument, my dude. And that's a few things for for art expression that I've been like. And even if no one's arguing against you, even if you are right, mm-hmm. if you you, you got to present it to like the right audience that would appreciate that. Mm-hmm. You know, like you can't just right view it, to, show it to everyone, right. and like expect them to right. enjoy it. And maybe this is demonstrating how much of a capitalist I am. I don't have to pay you for it either. Um, if I like, okay, maybe I don't get it. Uh, I'm not, here's 20 bucks anyway. Like, no, uh, even if I don't get it, um, I'm not your audience and that's fine. And even if you worked really hard at it, I'm assuming in someone's garage or basement, uh, that doesn't mean I'm going to just give you money for it. And, Mm -hmm. um, I think that's kind of the other part of art that I just don't super understand of just like. Okay. Yeah, it has to have a, like, mm-hmm. you have to value it right. before you actually right. give money to you, it. I think people <laughs> criticize others pretty often for, like, being a sellout or something. And mm-hmm. it, it, to an, I get it. I get it to a certain extent. Um, but also, there are a few companies, if they offered, like, sponsorships for this podcast, um, I would call myself a sellout based on how quickly... I would be like, "You're hey, welcome to the new podcast," and in, in, and I'm not going to mention a company here because mm-hmm. I want to leave it open for any other company that finds this. To w- I have a sellout price, and it is remarkably low. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like at some point, you gotta feed your family. You gotta you you gotta do the things, and if that means getting sponsored, then I'm okay with that. But if it's just like I have to be true to the artistic expression. Mm-hmm. Eh. I can I can appreciate right. some art that I don't understand. Right. There's there's paintings mm-hmm. that I do not understand and that consists of like you where there's like three splatters on mm-hmm. like a massive canvas. Mm-hmm. You're like, what did you What? Right. And why is this three thousand dollars? Right. So <laughs> the the current trend of art that I've been seeing all over Facebook and that kind of stuff is people take, you know, like massive gallons of paint, put them in a bucket and a massive canvas and they just like throw it over and it just goes like, it makes a pattern on there. I actually think it's kind of cool looking. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but, but then the other part of me goes like, that's a lot of paint you're wasting. You know, like maybe you know, I'm just stuck in the numbers of it. Uh, but then I, I saw a guy do this and it just really made me mad. He did that. He did the art paint bucket toss thing. Yeah. Um, and then he took black and he poured it on top uh-huh. and covered it in black. 
And then he did it again. And I'm like, what did you do that first round? <laughs> yeah. That's Why didn't funny. you... you homie, you primed the campus, the, the kind of the canvas on, on the second pass. You're supposed to do that on the first. Like, you just... You literally just wasted a measurable amount of paint. It was like yeah. seven gallons Ugh. of paint. It's and expensive. It's crazy expensive. <laughs> and then he went like, no, but there's art underneath, and that's part of the process. It's not. If I hang it up on my wall, I'm not going to like peel it back and be like, do you see the secrets? Like, I'm yeah. not, not going to do it. So I can't get a little bit of a country accent on that. No, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not going to do it, y'all. I don't know why I went country there. But... We went very heavy into art for some reason. Uh huh. Wow. Because the Met Me Gala and Danny are is now stupid. stepping. <laughs> we we are now stepping off our soapbox, I guess, and we're going to talk about Shang Chi. That's another thing that happened. We're stepping off our soapbox for Shang Chi. <laughs> I uh, I saw it. It was good. I liked it. I enjoyed it. Yeah. Yeah. I. It's fine. It wasn't the be- it wasn't the best Marvel. Movie. No, it wasn't. It was but beautiful. I enjoyed it. Actually, I enjoyed it watching it. I watched it twice, and I enjoyed it the second time the most because mm-hmm. um, it it was a long movie. Would you agree? Um, yeah, it, it was had a long some, movie. for me. The it first had some time, pacing issues. Yeah, there was so know. much stuff that could have been cut out. Yeah, and the it would have been better for it. Right, but they added a character that served no purpose at all. Yeah. Other than also, other he was than really for funny. The memes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, I guess we do have to explain that a little bit. We kind of backed ourselves into a corner. Um, so. But watching it the second time, when I knew what to expect, mm-hmm. I enjoyed it a lot more. And I just love right. like ancient Chinese. Oh yeah. Things. Yeah. Like it's fantastic mystical side of things. Yeah. And they got Michelle Yao, who is a phenomenal Chinese like a martial artist and star. Um, she was in Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. She was in a lot, actually. Which character was she? Uh, the the aunt. Uh, the person in the oh. other world. Yeah, was she was from the Crazy Rich Asians, too. Yeah. She was the mom. She is phenomenal. Yeah, she's a good actor. Um, so, so for these, though, they're starting to hit that problem that occurs when you do these interconnected stories of... Um, they had this big bad named Thanos... Uh, that they now have to explain as they're introducing all these new characters. Like, hey, just a thought here. What the heck? Uh, what? <laughs> and they're starting mm-hmm. to hit that problem hard. And so there's this... To keep going in these movies, if you want to enjoy these movies, there has to be this amount of a suspension of belief of just like, hey, we know. Mm-hmm. Just move on. You know, like, don't be, well, why the Eternals would have come to defeat uh, Thanos like yes they would have but they hadn't finished Angelina Jolie's contract yet and that's really what it comes down to so. what would have been smart or maybe mm-hmm. dumb because I guess nothing is really confirmed mm-hmm. but like if they would have placed all of these heroes in that massive like fight scene mm-hmm. but like really tiny so right. like we could go back and like notice that they're like right. in the background <laughs> but but then you gotta pay her for that well, no, just like, like just like gotta, VFX characters, like literally, like tiny in the background. Likeness. Where like we, some uh-huh. some nerdy guy like goes back and mm-hmm. like s- scales in five hundred zoom mm-hmm. on this like screen right. and sees it. Right. Oh, look, it's okay. the Eternals. <laughs> so that is the other problem they brought up in that movie, 
that, again, to enjoy these, you just have to have a certain amount of suspension of disbelief. Because anytime that you bring up time travel or massive interconnected plots and then new characters, you're going to have this problem. And to mm-hmm. just, hey, guys, I just want to clarify, this is a movie. It's not real. I don't need a deep explanation as to why they didn't fight in the Thanos battle. Right. I don't. I'm just going to enjoy Yeah, they didn't. I'm fine with that. But if you have to take time from here on out and every character go like, hey, where where were you when Thanos was killing everyone? And they'll be like, oh, our rules state we can only, we have to stay, in, we slept through it. We were mm-hmm. tired and didn't get, the alarm clock <laughs> didn't wake us up, you know? Yeah. Like, um, but the other problem they brought up is that in that final fight in Avengers uh, Endgame, they brought in so many people mm-hmm. who will never be mentioned. <laughs> There's like thousands of people there. And people are like, oh, this is awesome. Uh, yeah. And now they're like, oh, are any of them coming back? I'm like, we don't even know who they are. Um, so. Yeah. And part of me is just excited for the yeah. end of the Marvel Universe. If, right, but I'm also like curious if I'll ever see that day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there's there's probably kids who were like ten when the, these first movies came out. Mm-hmm. They're going to be the filmmakers that are making like the future movies. I just have right. a feeling. But honestly, I hope that like I'm enjoying it while it's happening. Yeah, but I hope in like ten years they just seal this bad boy up and right. like, end it. Right. They because I'm excited for mm-hmm. some other movies to be made. That yeah. It was almost tempting to do it after Thanos, but I actually think they have some good stuff planned. Yeah, I um, agree. They I have agree. some good things they're doing. They're getting into the more kind of the mystical end of things mm-hmm. and and uh, kind of the other aspect, the space and kind of the mystical. So, yeah, I appreciate that. Um, I have hiccups, which is really podcast <laughs> poison. Yeah. Um, so, I think this is the first time we've yeah, ever had hiccups. This is the first time I've ever had hiccups. <laughs> I have hiccups and a speech impediment, so I'm never going to get through this episode. We're just going to be here all night, uh, baby. Gosh. I just um, have to scare you hmm? somehow in the middle of the episode. There's, I'm so broken. This is, <laughs> I cannot be scared right now. All right, what are we talking so, about, Danny? Well, Caleb, uh, we had a question that came in that I lost and uh, then found it again. So we're we're good. But Catherine, um, Catherine asked a really good question that I, w- w- I was interested in getting into. So do you want to give her to read? Yes. Catherine asked, um, naive, and I feel bad for even thinking this question. But, don't. Yeah, don't. Why do we pray if God is sovereign? I know we don't pray to change God's mind. It's more of an interceding, quotations, on of the behalf of someone. But if... God is going to do what he is going to do. Why pray? So so this question and why both of us are saying don't f- f- feel bad about thinking this is because, honest, more people think this than you would think actually think this. Mm-hmm. That makes sense grammatically. Yes. Yes. Uh, more people think this. If, if I'm coming to God, um, then but God is in control and going to do the thing God going to do, then why am I bothering to pray? And mm-hmm. so... To this, to me, this comes down to two basic questions that guide the whole conversation behind this. The first is, um, what is the nature of God and what is the nature of prayer? And I, I think there's a massive misunderstanding of, of number two that comes out of a, a, a misunderstanding of the first. What um, was the first one? Uh, 
what is the nature of God. Okay. So I think people, they misunderstand the nature of prayer because of a misunderstanding of the nature of God or the other way. I haven't super decided, but, um, yeah. so I, I, I think that's the biggest, um, kind of issue of this is, is understanding what it is prayer actually does. Right. Yeah. So, so for me, prayer, um, you know, I taught a class on spiritual disciplines and, one of them is prayer, but I, I tend to break them down to disciplines of the heart, the mind, the soul, and the strength. Um, and this is based off of the great commandment. I almost said commission. I'm like the other word. Uh, great commandment, which is based on um, the Hebrew Shema of you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength. Right. Um, so prayer to me is a discipline of the heart. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's in 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 a scripture talks about the 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 cardia, uh, the heart, which is where we get the term cardiac, um, which is a heart issue. It it talks about this inner type of passion that a person has, this inner inner um, um, craving of right. It, these are passions, our desires, our 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 core almost of all the things I crave there in the heart. And so mm-hmm. prayer brings that to God. It's not a thinking exercise. It's a heart exercise of, of giving that over to God and going, this is the thing I care about the most. And I'm giving it over to you to do your will in. Right. Yeah. I mean, it takes, uh, it's, I mean, it's honestly a trust exercise too. Mm-hmm. Because prayer is one of those things for me, at least, where it's it's harder than like doing something like reading the Bible because mm-hmm. the results are less tangible. Mm-hmm. Like I can look at, oh, I I read two chapters of the Bible today, mm-hmm. and then I pray, and I'm like, right, that's a I lot. prayed two prayers today. <laughs> yeah. Like, Ugh. like what do I do with that? Yeah, um, but that's good. I think another thing that is important about prayer and why we should pray mm-hmm. is that prayer builds a relationship with God right that if we're not communicating with him and um telling him what our wants and our desires are just like we do with any other friend um like mm-hmm. how how do we have a relationship with him if yeah. you don't talk to him yeah and, absolutely and I think that it's super important to keep up communication with him mm-hmm. and and to do like what you were saying what you to pray it builds trust and mm-hmm. A relationship is built on trust oftentimes. Yeah. And I mean, it's, it's especially in coming to God and going, this is the thing I care about the most and handing it over. I mean, mm-hmm. it's almost in, you know, to to come to God is an acknowledgement of God's reign over all creation. Right. Uh, that, I mean, I've even told people, hey, if you're angry at God, that's even fine. There, the, the, right. You know, the Bible has hundreds of people who got angry at God, but they got angry at God. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, they, they went to God and said, God, what the heck? Uh, yeah. this, this sucks. And, and they've been open about that. They've been honest about their struggles. They've been honest about those things, but, but yeah. all that is, is a pouring out of the heart. And, and yeah. And, and the, the thing about coming to God in that context is, I don't get to come to God, even if I come to God angry and not be in the presence of God. Right. And I think being in the presence of God is a thing that changes us 
it may not change all the other stuff going around, but it changes us at the core of our heart and expresses out in in the circumstances, even if the circumstances are crappy. Right. And and God, yeah, God doesn't want us to hold that from Him. Just because mm-hmm. you're angry with Him, right, or you're sad about something that He did, like, right, He does not want you to to present yourself as right. something that isn't authentic to what you're actually going through. Yeah, and that's yeah. what is so beautiful about God and our relationship with Him is that mm-hmm. He wants honesty. He wants, um, and and it takes trust to do that, right? Like to mm-hmm. bring those things to God. Like I. I think of Job, right? Like he, mm-hmm. he was at the end of himself. Job. I love Job, and it was very angry. I can ask God questions, okay? And bud. then, and then God replies, mm-hmm. right? And and the fact that he even replied is grace to right. Job, right? And and that he even, I mean, like you could you could see it as very intense and like wow, that's honestly a little bit terrifying. Like mm-hmm. God listing off all these things. Like where were you when? Mm-hmm when I told the lightning where to strike, like all these things. Right. right. And the, the tone of that, I think how we yeah, the tone read the tone sure. of that states a lot about how we view God mm-hmm. because I, so, so my gut instinct on that is, is that God is scolding Job. I mean, that's my gut instinct. And, and, and the more I think about that, the more I think that's wrong. Yeah, I agree. Um, because he has no need to scold Job. He's just, he's putting him in his place, but in a mm-hmm. caring kind of a manner of, yeah. of hey, I, I was here. Where were you? Mm-hmm. Uh, and of, of, I'm not trying to scold him, but just to, to put things in perspective of, hey, I'm, I have this. I, yeah. And, and faith building more than anything that his brain can't comprehend so right. it brings up like it's a leviathan and all the scholars are like well actually it's probably just a big like shut up we don't it's it's a leviathan so because his brain saw this thing and said i don't have a good word for it but i have to say something because how can i not say something and so right. it's like leviathan well maybe it's just a big it's a big manatee or something, um, and in I think that's the point. It even gets over mm-hmm. academized, academized, mm-hmm. academic, uh, and <laughs> because there's an imaginative aspect of this that just can't be encompassed in a in a in in in, in a thinking kind of a manner because God created the spiritual that goes beyond our comprehension, and so I think that tone right. isn't God scolding Job, but is God drawing job into the bigger picture of exactly yeah everything actually going on right i mean it's it's literally it's just a response that's full of grace and truth and and is building up job not tearing him down right i mean if i were to hear from god about like something like that would it be intense for sure but like would i walk away from that like hating God. No, I'd be like, mm-hmm. Oh freaking heck. I was very out of place, but still God responded out of love and right. like, he didn't have to respond, but he did. Right. Um, and, and I think that, I don't know what my point was for that. I'm mm-hmm. just going to be honest. No, that's okay. <laughs> I remember we so, were talking about Job for some reason, but, uh, uh to answer, um, uh, Catherine's question though, I mean the, the, the point of prayer, I don't think is to change the circumstances, but, I, it's actually to change us. I mm-hmm. I don't think I 
I keep it in me to be able to to dictate that God change a thing or that God even needs to change a thing. Um, I I don't think that is the case, but I think prayer more than anything else changes us. You know, C.S. Lewis put it. I pray because I can't help myself. I pray because I'm helpless. I pray because the need flows out of me all the time, waking and sleeping. It doesn't change God. It changes me. Right. And and I think that's part of the pouring out to God of 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 all the things in us. It isn't to say God come and change this thing, but to say God, how do I glorify your name in the midst of this? Right. Um the 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 problem I think the problem gets into very quickly does God change? And that that I have to give a big no. God is unchanging. Right. The big theology term is God is immutable. Right. Um, that God is unchanging. That there is an aspect of God that that changes based on on kind of a changing of mind or any of that. Because in in order to to have God change His mind, um, there has to be a thing God is is either changing His mind to or changing His mind out of, mm-hmm. and that creates some problems to the goodness and the sovereignty of God. Right. And I think the reason it it feels like God changes and Danny might disagree with this, but like for me, Mm -hmm. it's because I, we are temporal. Our circumstances are changing all the time. Mm -hmm. And that's, what's so beautiful about our relationship with God is even Mm -hmm. though everything around us is changing and, and it seems like our path is, is winding about and and things are happening around us. Right. We can look to God and pray to him and know that he is not changing. Right. He is something that is constant through all of Mm -hmm. time. Mm-hmm. And he's something that is constant for us to be, like he is our rock, right? And mm-hmm. and I think that's why prayer is so beautiful because we can look mm-hmm. to him and and focus on him mm-hmm. and see that everything's going to be okay because my Father in heaven is the same and he his love for me stays the same, right? And and I think that that's that's huge and right. and it can feel like God is changing his mind. Because everything around us is changing, right? Right. And that's just like the nature of our life as human yeah. beings is that things Stuff are going to change. Yeah. And and so why wouldn't we just like naturally assume that God right. is going to change too? Right. But we look at scripture, we talk to him, we're in community, and we, we see that he never changes. Mm-hmm. I think, um, I mean, the best a, a teaching scripture gives on prayer comes from Matthew chapter 6, verses... 5 through 16 smack dab in the middle of the sermon on the mount yeah. where Christ is is telling them the a way to pray and gives them the thing that's known at this point as the Lord's prayer. So Caleb, do you want to give that a read? Yeah. And when you pray, you must not be like the hypocrites, for they love to stand and pray in the synagogues and at the street corners that they may be seen by others. Truly I say to you, they have received the reward. But when you pray, go into your room and shut the door and pray to your Father who is in secret. And your Father who sees in secret will reward you. And when you pray, do not heap up empty phrases as the Gentiles do. For they think that they will be heard for their many words. Do not be like them. For your Father knows what you need before you ask Him. Pray then like this. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. 
Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we have forgiven our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. So as I, as I was going through this, the, the thing that probably stuck out the most to me is that all the aspects in there are not actually God changing, but it's us changing to the will of God. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's y- y- your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it all like as it is being done in heaven. It's not that that God is changing the circumstances of things. It's that we are coming into a we are asking that we come into a, a alignment to the things of God. Mm-hmm. And and I think that's the best part of the description of prayer and and even as as Jesus is telling them before <laughs> And about the hypocrites of of do not be like them. He's he's talking about it because their 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 stance, their posture is still. It isn't the outpouring of of the heart. It's the feeding of the ego. It's it's trying to draw in instead of to pour out. And so prayer, then I don't think is is this case of trying to ask God change the circumstances, but to change to change us in the face of our circumstances. Mm-hmm. Um, I, and it, because I mean, maybe there is a thing God is doing in the circumstances or even if it's just giving us an opportunity to trust God in the face of terrible circumstances. I think that is a hundred percent a thing that could be occurring, but prayer doesn't, I do I guess kind of the sentiment I'm 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 against is that God is up there torturing people until we ask God to stop and then he goes, "Okay, now that you've proven your mm-hmm. your commitment to me, I'll stop doing the thing I'm doing to you." Right. And it puts um, it on us too. Like mm-hmm. it puts the the power in our hands, which is yeah. not true. Yeah. And 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 that's it's it, I t- to do that creates this God as a moral monster that I'm not super happy getting to that conclusion of Mm -hmm. that God is choosing an intentional bad thing until we ask him to not do a bad thing. Mm -hmm. Um, and, And even the punishment of our bad choices and all that, that's still God choosing justice. If I can say that word, um, uh, choosing not justice i can say justice all day long uh it, it's god choosing justice it's it's still a good thing that god punishes the the crimes of humanity and pours out the judgment on them um but to say that god is just inflicting his people needlessly in order that we would pray and ask him to stop that's kind of the i don't know that's a line i draw um you're i mean your life is set in stone before you're even born mm-hmm. in God's eyes. Right. He is sovereign. He knows what's going to happen in your life. Right. And that's why that's why you, you may seem like, like, should you pray about your circumstances? Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. You should. Um, but, like, the future that lies ahead, mm-hmm. God already knows what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. And, and that it does not revolve around you praying for those things to happen. Mm-hmm. Um. It revolves around what what is the future going to hold for me today, mm-hmm. and that's it. Yeah. And does God provide things for us? Yes, He does. Yeah. And, and it, I mean, it, it is confusing. Like, mm-hmm. 
don't think that just because like you're confused that you're like <laughs> not a good Christian because right. it is confusing and right. we, we're not going to be able to understand the full nature of God. Right. We can't. Right. Um, but like, so, I mean, just rest in that, I guess that like mm-hmm. you're not going to be able to understand it and it's confusing to me still. I can talk mm-hmm. about it and like talk about the things that I feel like I'm confident to talk about, but like it is mm-hmm. confusing. <laughs> so y- 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 you did bring up a good, point that I actually think is important. It does build the relationship with God because of the 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 constant communion and talking with God. Right. Um I think there's there's this idea that prayer has a start and stop point, but first Thessalonians would say pray continuously and it's it's this spending time that there's a constant pouring out of all things to Christ. That I'm I'm pouring out all the things to God because all I have is his. Mm-hmm. And if that's the case in this, then then even this prayer of give us today our daily bread. This is right. a I'm trusting God to give the small things I need today and 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 not relying on m- my own strength or ability to do that. And then also I'm trusting God on the bigger things of his kingdom coming and the the massive debt I have incurred against him that God's right. going to care over that as well is also um and and even when things go poor i i don't know i mean the 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 people that i've respected the most as far as their spiritual (laughs) maturity goes aren't the people that had it easy Mm -hmm. Uh, they're the people that they praised god in the middle of the storm Right. I mean, I mean, there there was a guy actually just at his funeral a few about a month ago, I think. Um, dude had cancer, and then uh, at a point they tried all the things they could try, mm-hmm. and then the doctor said we don't have anything else to try, and he said, "Okay, all right, so we're good." Yeah. And he 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 had a, he had days of prayer. It was not fun, but he praised God in the middle of that knowing that the clock was ticking down not up right um and that is so yeah i think that's kind of the point isn't to change the things that are going on but Mm -hmm. to change our perspective on those things because god could have uh taken the cancer away god could have done that but didn't okay Mm -hmm. so does that does that imply god then that he didn't pray hard enough. I mean, those are the kind of the arguments that come out of that. It's like, well, he didn't pray hard enough. He didn't have faith strong enough. But in actuality, this guy's faith was stronger than most. Um, Dude taped kind of a video before he died, Mm -hmm. preached at his own funeral, pretty baller. Uh, Pretty baller. (laughs) Like, and another thing, you know? And he didn't, he didn't tell half the people there he was doing it. Yeah. So the video played and they're like, what? Uh, I'm like, that's, that's pretty gangster. Yeah. Um, I'm so on board with that. So Yeah. Yeah, I, yeah. That's such a good point. I mean, like the the thing that sticks out to me in, in this prayer that Jesus is talking about is mm-hmm. your kingdom come, your will be done. Mm-hmm. And we need to really challenge our assumptions. Like right. when, when did we assume that God's will was for us to have money, to have a roof over our heads, mm-hmm. to, to not die? Like... Mm-hmm. We need to view things eternally. Mm-hmm. 
the thing that is God's will is that we would be more like him and that mm-hmm. we would that we would further his kingdom that we would come alongside him in that vision right. like and and that does not require a roof over our head that mm-hmm. does not require us to have a meal every day yeah and so why do we assume that yeah and so when you pray that his will be done mm-hmm. like know that he wants good things for you right and that does not mean good things that are like money right and all those things it means right. he wants you to be more like him right that is a good thing i mean this is um this is a conversation we had not on the podcast um one of my biggest theological slash grammatical pet peeves is i'm believing god well sorry i'm i'm believing because they don't normally say god i'm believing i'm believing for something Mm -hmm. and so so there's two aspects of this that just drive me nuts but it kind of plays into that thing of of we view God as this kind of divine genie that I'm praying to him to get things or to change things for my benefit. Mm-hmm. Um, so to say I'm believing f- for, you know, a from a grammatical doesn't it's grammatical nonsense. Like it, it is grammatical nonsense to mm-hmm. say I'm believing for something um, that it irks me. And maybe I'm just triggered because I've mm-hmm. heard it used improperly a few times. But the other is, um, in scripture, you don't believe to get things; you believe in or into the the kind of Greek, um, not pronouns. What's the one that has direction? Um, pro. pro oh, anyway, know. the Greek words. <laughs> I don't know Greek, Danny. No, that it's in English type of. It's a word that has direction. Oh, like an action. What not a mean? verb. It's a, a verb, like yeah. in, into, on, under. Yeah, I don't know. Anyway, those. <laughs> I can hear someone typing the email. Uh, go ahead and send that text. I recorded this days ago. Um, so, <laughs> uh, but but the terms they drop are are in or into, and it's in or into Christ. Right now, I can believe in Christ, and that Christ will do this thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but oftentimes, it's just I'm believing God. F- f- for a new car and it's this kind of a feigned yeah. spirituality a masked and fake prayer and and it creates this crisis of okay what if god doesn't give you the car is he did he stop being god did you not believe hard enough i mean what happens in those times that the circumstances don't change? And I think the prayer that people give needs to be closer to the prayer of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego as they're about to be tossed in and say, I know God can save us, but even if he doesn't, I'm still going to praise him. Right. Um, Even if the circumstances don't change, and I know God is capable of changing our circumstances, but even if he doesn't, who really cares? Yeah, and so we believe we believe and put our faith and trust in God, mm-hmm. not to get things, but as a terminal point of we believe in God above all other things, even our circumstances, even our money, even our desires. We believe in God, right? Yeah, that's good. So I I don't think. I'm I'm never comfortable claiming God changes. 
Mm-hmm. Um, because of God's immutability, I'm not super keen to say God has stopped being immutable or uh, changeable or unchangeable. Sorry, God stopped being unchangeable. Right. Um, because I think that is a character of God. If God's perfect, then changing isn't a thing that a perfect yeah. thing needs to do right. or w- wants to do. Because if God is perfect and then changes, then he would either, there's a more perfect thing than God or. Uh, he's changing to a thing that is imperfect, and I think both of those will tear a colossal hole in the fabric of creation. Yeah, for sure. In a metaphysical <laughs> <Yeah>. sense, <laughs> literally, the cells are unraveling. Oh no! <laughs> so, yeah, that's good. Anytime I can get to in the fabric of the world, it'll come apart. I always enjoy it because that's how I know I've pushed an argument to absurdity. Mm-hmm. <laughs> We'll tear a hole in the universe if we do that. Yeah. So, also another thing that we didn't really touch on: mm-hmm. when you pray, like this is huge in today's tr- mm-hmm. church culture. You do not need to have a fancy prayer. Like, mm-hmm. you do not need to have fancy words. And this is something I always mm-hmm. went into in student ministry too. Is like, I'll be like, who wants to pray out our group? And mm-hmm. and a lot of them are scared to do that because right. they think they have to have some like. To know the language and all that stuff. Like, I don't care if you just James. say, thank you, God, for this day. And that's yeah. it. You know, like, because because the Holy Spirit is inside us, and mm-hmm. he is the one, like you were saying, Catherine, like, he intercedes on our behalf, mm-hmm. and he knows what our desires are. And so we don't, we don't need to have some hour-long prayer or feel like we have mm-hmm. to list everything out to God. He knows that. Right. And that's why we can pray something as simple as Jesus said right here. Right. And, and know that right. we hit we hit it you know? well especially if it's an outpouring of the heart mm-hmm. there's an authenticity that comes out of that so you know the prayer i mean even in in, in matthew 6 he he chastises the hypocrites those that that they're claiming this but actually this they're right. it's not authentic he's talking about their authenticity so mm-hmm. um, because they're 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 inauthenticity is they're trying to be watched by people that they're good at praying i mean right. i was i was in a church and this guy, um, he, uh, I was, and I don't want to, I don't want to dunk on him too hard, but the, it, it was a prayer that lasted so long. I thought we were in the sermon mm-hmm. and then I felt bad cause I was just a visitor at the church. And then I was like, are we in the sermon? He's been going for a while. Um, and, and my head, it was bowed and I was like, Oh dude, they probably think I'm asleep. I better open my eyes. Nope. Dude was still praying. We weren't even at the sermon. <laughs> oh it, my God. I swear it was like 15 to 20 minutes mm-hmm. and it just felt very, I mean, it was a show. It was an absolute, it was a show of like, and yeah. the Lord, he draws us closer to him. I'm like, what are we, what are we doing? They, I mean, even the Bible says like, just. Three words where three will do. Don't ten, you know. Like, mm-hmm. don't. don't it, but it was a case of they're standing up in church and they needed to be noticed as the person who prays good. Um, and and even because I was like sixteen at the time, that kind of disturbed me even then. Of of just like, yeah. How do we justify what we're doing currently in the face of scripture? Um, right. Yeah. I mean, yeah. It did. It did. It went on. Yeah, bud. Twenty minutes. Like I, That's I'm not a, an exaggeration. I'm a big, um, like unless we're trying to pray for like. I mean, because mm-hmm. like, at our church sometimes, like mm-hmm. before sins, we want to like pray for things in specific. Mm-hmm. But like, unless it's 
if it's some vague prayer and I have mm-hmm. to pray in public, I prefer, I don't mm-hmm. always do this, but like, I prefer to keep it mm-hmm. like four sentences max. Right. <laughs> and cause you don't need some right. huge long thing, right. you know, like it's not the point. Right. And honestly, it's just like kind of annoying. Yeah. But like if you're praying like in private, mm-hmm. do that if you want to. Yeah. You know? I, I, I do think it's a good rhythm to get into to pray before meals because it's a way to thank God to the bread we've been given in a literal mm-hmm. sense. Um, yeah. But like sometimes pray local. Do you know what I mean? Like don't. <laughs> yeah. Like it's a hot food. Can you, um, can we? <laughs> yeah. Like <laughs> it's a hot food, please. It's a hot food. Uh, if it cools down, it's not going to taste as good. And God wants me to enjoy this. So. Uh, they they actually this sounds really irreverent everything I've said for the last three minutes but let's keep it going. Uh, they actually they had prayer before Gator games a while ago. Um, and the the thing that killed it, some pastor got out there and it it was it was a courtesy to mm-hmm. invite a local church pastor to pray before the game. Yeah, and just hope that they in I mean a few of them they did the like and bless the Gators go Gators you know like that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, the guy that killed it though uh this dude came out and said this is this is going to be the one time i get to address 30,000 people oh no and so he like preach prayed which also it's kind of legendary at the same time hmm? <laughs> it what it's terrible but also kind of legendary at the same time <sighs> yeah it's a mix of both <laughs> but that was the last time yeah. they prayed before so like right it was it, which it's it's Gainesville it's the University of Florida so of the 30,000 I would say 29,000 of them are drunk yeah. and they're they're there for the idolatry that is Florida football and I'm just gonna call it what it is yeah. so like to take this time dude prayed for like 10 minutes before a game which mm-hmm. is also really bad if the game is televised yeah because like you're you are there as a courtesy yeah. um and they don't have to do this and so uh i i thought it was <laughs> out of place and the wrong way to do it mm-hmm. and just it felt underhanded and he was just like and that people will know this and this is my church meets at nine o'clock he didn't say that but like um <laughs> It it felt very. That's good. It's like, dude, you you had a chance here, right? And you ruined it for generations because you wanted to like prove your point here. You know, like that was the whole. He wanted to be seen. He wanted to be like, no, I'm gonna be the guy and, and pray, and the spirit's gonna fall, and all third thousand. We're not even gonna play football. We're just gonna sing songs and praise the Lord instead. I'm like, mm-hmm. we're not though. Like. We're not, because that's easy and that's cheap. Do you know what I mean? Like that—that that would right. be cheap. So, yeah, I don't know. So that was the last time <laughs> prayer that makes happened. sense. Yeah, because like so, I'm I'm sure there's a meeting the next day. They came into the conference room like, so we're not doing that again, right? Like we're <laughs> we're good. How much money did we lose in ad sales because Pastor Such and Such out of Third Baptist Church of Gainesville? Yeah, uh, like this nobody came in like today will be the day. Yeah, so that's funny. Yeah, yep. I I do have some funny prayer stories, but that's we can we can get into those another day. Definitely. Another day. So so okay. yeah, to answer the question, every time we get a question, I never really feel like we've answered it. Yeah, I feel the same way. Mm-hmm. I, I but we've kind of answered this. 
It is funny because you talked do. for so long. And you're like, did I even answer that? That's what I. That's like my, that's what I do with my fear. life. Yeah. <laughs> I've said on numerous occasions, if I talk long enough, I'll eventually get to an answer. Um, for sure. Which is really weird. Like, if you talk about everything, eventually you'll cover the if, topic. If I sometimes, <laughs> sometimes in a pastoral setting, I've pulled a Michael Scott of you have to start a sentence. Mm-hmm. But you need to figure out what the sentence is while you're in it and then be like, okay, now say this. How do I get from A to B really quickly? Uh, because yep. I started this sentence and I need to say something of worth at some point. Yeah. So definitely that. But um, I mean, do pray. Pray for the big circumstances. Pray for the little circumstances and everything in between. Yeah. And it's not that we change God, but that God changes us by being in his mm-hmm. presence. And and it's not that also, I feel like we didn't mention mm-hmm. this. It's not that God doesn't care about your circumstances right. either. Or like right. any of that, you know. Right. So, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. You well, can well, Caleb, uh, you can check us out on iTunes, Spotify. But so, if you're listening to the audio, you probably already know that. So, it's called Apple Music now. I'm sorry. It's been called Apple Music for nine months, and so we need to update our stuff. Eventually. No, there's still podcasts. Uh, no, Apple. it's called Apple Music. It's not called iTunes. Oh, is no oh, more. oh. Interesting. Uh-huh. Okay. Also, podcasts are on a different app. Apple Podcasts. Apple Podcasts. We have Spotify, to- Google Play, and literally whatever other odd app you have to listen to a podcast. You can probably find us on there. Um, and then also... You can go to thegospelatpost.com slash nobody special. Mm-hmm. And if you want to ask a question like Catherine, you can find a form there to do it. And even if you just want to say hello, we love hearing from you guys. Um, it makes our day. Mm-hmm. And we love questions too because we get to unpack it like this. Mm-hmm. And also, you can find us on Facebook and Instagram at Nobody Special Podcast. And you can comment there. It's a great way to ask us questions, DM us. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And again, Caleb and I, we're, uh, we appreciate all the patience. Our upload taping schedule is going to be weird, and then it's going to get weirder, and then it'll even out at some point. Yes. So we appreciate all the patience and all of our people that tune into the show and tell other people about it. That is our main way of growing the show is just people telling people, hey, here's this goofy podcast between two people who m- moderately know what they're talking about. Um, it, <laughs> I'm really going for the hard sell here. Yeah. Uh, so, so Caleb, I do appreciate anybody that says, like, hey, check out this podcast. So that's our main growth avenue on that. So yeah. thank you so much to all people who keep tuning into this. That sounded way more self-deprecating than I meant it to. Caleb, say the thing and... Let's, because I'm dying over here. I just kind of want to stay silent and let you keep talking. <laughs> oh, okay. I mean, I can. <laughs> um, yeah. Oh, we didn't mention YouTube. You can find us on YouTube if you want to see our faces, and you can subscribe, like, and comment if you want to ask us a question too, or tell us how much you hate us. Like a lot of people, I am do. emotionally <laughs> not prepared for that last one. So just keep to yourself for now. <laughs> um. Anyways, that's gonna do it for us today. I'm Caleb. And I'm Danny. And we are Nobody Nobody Special. Special.